Welcome to Flow with Flow, a contemporary dance podcast speaking to artists, performers and everybody in between. You can follow me on flow underscore WT underscore flow underscore. You'll find more information there and please message me, get involved, have a chat and I really hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, hi. Can you hear me? I can, I can hear you perfectly. Fab. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yes, I'm good. I've just got back from school, so I'm still in all the gear. Don't worry, I'm in I'm in day gear as well, so I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Your background looks lovely. Oh thanks, this is my living room. <laughs> oh wow. You got a lovely living room. You can see my laundry in the corner there. So just I love it. Oh, don't worry, if I just do that. There's the laundry. <laughs> there it is, still drying. So, hello. Current project, what you're up to, what the company's doing. So, oh, what are we doing? We're doing so much, which is great. Um, it's been exciting. So, we're just in the middle of a arts council funded uh, creation period making this new show called Coiled Up, which is all about what it's like to live with a womb, hormonal turmoil, periods, PMS, PMDD, um, all of that insanity that goes on for us um, uh, every month. Um, And we've just had four weeks in the studio. We've been in Cambridge, we've been in Ipswich, we've been in Leeds. It's been great, we've been all over the shop. And now, the dancers have gone home. Hopefully they're resting. I told them to. And then, <laughs> and and now we're doing some workshops as part of the project and writing the next bid. Well, I hear you're doing a workshop with me. I am. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's meant to be. It is meant to be. So talk to me about Coiled Up, how it came about, inspiration, process, the whole lot. The whole lot, the whole the whole story. So shebang. Yeah, whole shebang. So Coiled Up began in my head, <laughs> as all uh, works do, in 2000 and I would say 2020. Yeah. Like during pandemic time, I went to the GP to talk about some hormonal uh, imbalances I was having, and I was on different coming on and off different contraceptions and contraceptives, and it was just absolute chaos, and I was having just the worst time. Um, and I went to the doctor and I explained all these symptoms that I was having, and she just sat there and went, "Well, that's that's not true because that just." that just doesn't happen to people. And I was like, well, it's happening to me. Um, so I left out of there feeling really patronized, not listened to, not heard. And I remember walking out the practice and just going, I'm gonna make the show. And, and then I wrote an arts council bid <laughs> and um, brought on my uh, produ- a woman who's now my producer, Alison Thomas, onto the project and she yeah she helped me write this bid and that was the first moment 
as someone with a womb, I can say that that is something I hugely, hugely appreciate and relate to. Right. I mean, it's definitely not just you that's been been told that at doctors. <laughs> so I think it's, I mean, yeah, a very relatable piece from my perspective. And I speak to so many people that have have wombs and say pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's the same story, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's but like, this doesn't happen. It's like, well, then why are all of us saying it's happened? <laughs> exactly. Why it's still happening? We're in twenty twenty three. Come on now. Like you go and you go, sorry, a bit of a bit of a rant here, but you okay, go and you go like, oh, I'm struggling with this. And they're like, have you tried the pill? It's like, girl, yeah, yeah since I was like 13 <laughs> when you put me on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, I've been seeing you since I was 12 and I started my period. So <laughs> we've done this bit. Can we move on? You literally go like, oh, I started my period. And they're like, you should go on contraception. It's like... <laughs> it's so stupid honestly and and harmful like so harmful so harmful and when you're young and it's difficult starting your period and all of this jazz and like someone's patronizing you and going oh mm, I mean you should probably just like yeah yeah yeah, oh poor you oh you know help me then you know don't just say poor you and then just throw a box at me that's not gonna help me or going like poor you how do the men in your life feel about this Mm, that's another one yeah yeah and I and that's you know that's exactly why I'm making the show there's things that I'm discovering while I'm making the show that I should have known when I was 12 yeah and I'm now in my mid-20s and I still don't know stuff that I should know and it just like it just baffles me and angers me and yeah pisses me off (laughs) it pisses me off as well I think it pisses (laughs) a lot of people off but what better way to share it than through making a piece yeah so what angle are you going at it from is it like this is the anger I feel towards this practice or like Mm. so I I started by writing down my symptoms and went from there first because I like to work from it's important for me to work from the emotional side of the work before I actually bring the movement I never do movement first I always connect to it first emotionally and then the the movement comes out so so I started with those symptoms and then over time I became really interested in the history of women and mm. the suppression of women and actually what did suppression do in relation to their knowledge of their cycle. And so with this piece, we kind of move through time a bit, which has um, been really exciting because I through this research, I've discovered so many interesting facts about women's lives um, all the way back to the 18th century. So, yeah, we have a, kind of have been playing with this historical line. And, um, and I mean, I have this amazing dramaturg on board called Lou Cope and having conversations with her about 
the piece and what we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say, what what angles, because there's so many angles, there's so many ways that I could look at it. And there's just so much to say and so much that I could say, but actually what is currently important to me. And for me, it's the fact that we're still not talking about it. Even if we are, we still hesitate to talk about it. We don't, we can't just go, oh yeah, by the way, so my period today, no, we just, we don't, we don't really feel like we can do that yet. So it was important to me that to go back in time and then actually come back to here and go, you know, still have so far to go. Um, so, so me and Luke have been having this really amazing conversation about that. And that's kind of the direction we're going. Okay, amazing. So where are you with that process of making this piece? So, so we've just, so we had an R&D in 2021, um, which was Arts Council funded and now uh, creation period. So we've had in total so far, so far uh, seven weeks in the studio over the course of two years, which is nothing. <laughs> um in you know compared to the ideal time but we're now at a stage where we're already we've already got about we've got about 45 minutes of material to play with we've got uh costumes to play with we've got lighting design we're playing with and we've got uh music we're playing with as well so we've got a really like fun palette of things that now we hopefully want to take into more creation um which we do have something coming up which is something exciting to stay tuned for um that hasn't been announced yet but yeah we have all these things that um that we can start playing with i feel like i'm really in a time now where i can see where the show is going and i can see where i want it to go and now i can just go Oh, bit of that, bit of this, take that away, put it back, which is a really exciting place to be. So that's a lot of fun. That is really exciting. It's like when you get to start see the vision come, yeah. come to life. Come to life, yeah. Amazing. Fabulous. So you've been working on this for a while, mm -hmm. just not not like solid, solid um, time period. But yeah, I wish, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine. That'd be Amazing. great. <laughs> the company based. So, uh, so the company addresses Cambridge. Lovely. Because um, we 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 do some residency time at the Cambridge Junction Theatre, mm -hmm. and we also have residency time at uh, Dance East and Ipswich and the Jerwood Dance House, and we have. Um, so we have a lot of work in kind of the in the east of England. That's where we're we're based. But we've just been in Leeds as well for two weeks. Some rehearsal time. Yeah. Nice. Fabulous. And then let's let's go back in time. So you trained at Northern. I did. Lovely. And now you have a company in the East. Oh. That process. Talk oh. us through. Oh. Well, it's nice to reminisce. Um, so, yeah, so uh, so my third year at Northern, for my, like, end of 
year dissertation, uh, I decided to make a show. And that show was called Ezebel Agan, which means what a mess in the Hebrew language, because I'm, from, I'm an, from an Israeli background. Um, and it was all about coming out of a really broken, toxic relationship with someone. And I then, after I graduated, well, before I graduated, I already decided, okay, do you know what? I really want to be a choreographer. And actually the performing thing, like I love doing it and I really want to still do it, but I want, I have things that I want to say. And um, I want to say them through making uh, this piece. So I I performed for a while until about, September after graduation, uh, I worked with Ruby Porters as part of Young Associates Saddlers and then did some apprentice work with Protein Dance. Mm-hmm. And I also worked with um, a uh, Portuguese uh, dance artist called Joacidade and we did some work in Greece. And I came back and, um, and I, I applied for resolution at the place with this mm-hmm. show and got it and we performed that in feb 2020 and then and then was really like felt like i was on a roll and i and i said yeah i really yeah this is what i want to do i want to keep this going and i want this to be my career path and so in the pandemic had many conversations with many people and and then Dance East platformed Isabella Gunn as like a digital show during the pandemic on uh, on their platform, which was amazing. And and then I yeah then I went into Grantium and read the whole Ace shebang <laughs> and went that way. Yeah. Amazing because I know a lot of people um, at dance school would love to start a company. Mm. And would love in that choreographic position but it does seem like a difficult thing to do to yeah. go from training to opening your own company yeah um yeah I guess you had some in-between jobs and that sort of thing oh absolutely while you were starting up after the place and that sort of thing how did you keep the momentum going oh after resolution um it's a really good question so I'd so I'd got together like four really um, amazing performers and that did the show at Resolution with me. And I I approached them and I said, I want to work on this new piece called Coiled Up and I don't have any funding, I don't have any money, but I just really want to make this show. And they were just really up for it and up for moving and working with me uh, over Zoom over the lockdown. And we did some of that. and. It literally was me on Zoom, sharing material, like leading them through improvisations. And, and then, and then I taught some, like I taught some uh, workshops at the playground at Rombert. And I've been doing that for, for a couple of years now. They're really great. I, I love doing sessions there. I always have the best time. Uh, and I always do them with um, my composer, Milo McKinnon. And we recently did one, and my one of my dancers, uh, Tia, also assisted me. And so they had one in lockdown. They had an online one. They did a digital playground, and um, and it was 
yeah, it was great. So I led that. And, and kept working on Zoom for a while. And then, do you know what? I don't remember what happened then. I think that's when, I think that's when I started knuckling down on, on the, my first Arts Council application. Which I'm sure was quite a big job. Which was a big job, yeah. And then that's when I did the call out for a producer and Alison joined me. Um, yeah, I think that was... There must have been some other little things, but it's so hard to remember that time. Yeah, these these things come and go. They do, they do. Um, Arts Council. Yeah, speak to me. <laughs> speak to me, oh my gosh. <laughs> so do you, you write all these yourself, all these funding bids? So the first one I started uh, myself and then uh, realised very quickly that if I were to do it on my own I would be there for years so I did a producer call out <laughs> um and and Alison joined me and then Alison wrote that one with me and she was amazing um uh she's an amazing producer uh based in London and and then the second bid um Alison was a bit busier and I was a bit busier, but I still wanted some someone to, to help me write this bid. So uh, we did a call out for another producer and a really amazing uh, dance artist called uh, Jasmine Norton then joined us. And she, uh, she wrote that second bid um, and I inputted when it was kind of, yeah, uh, important and necessary and and uh and it was it was great to to have someone who really understands that language because it is a different language and when you're when I mean I always I always struggled at school when I was a kid and I think that's that's why I think a part of me went into that dance space because I could then express myself through my body. I didn't have to write or read or speak or, you know, so so it's great to have someone who really understood that language. And yeah, and then I, I had like bits and bobs of other support from various other organizations as I went along as well. But yeah, they, Alison and Jasmine have been amazing. It does seem to be a completely different language. I don't understand yeah yeah I don't understand but thank god for them <laughs> yeah. yeah and you said you had four amazing dancers yeah I do where did where did you find these people so so we've had kind of a series uh so we have two dancers who have stayed in the company from the very beginning and uh, that is Faye Riley and Polly Constance, and they were both at Northern. So, great names. Oh, great names. Great names. And, and great people. Win-win. I'm win-win. I'm very lucky. Mm. Um, and and so they so they were in Isabella Gunn, who that was at Resolution in 2020. So they've been with me for a while now, and and we they in your year at northern no year below okay 
Yeah, a year below me, or two years below. Somewhat in between. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I saw I saw them performing while I was at Northern, and and I went, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, love, love, love your energy, love your movement, your way of moving, and I and I asked them to be a, a part of the company at that point, so very early on, um, and and we we also had um, had two dancers also from Northern, uh, Shannon Dre and Rose Lewis, uh, who were also in that first iteration of Isabella Gunn. Again, both really amazing performers, amazing movers. Um, we then uh, had Corey McKenzie, who's not from Northern, uh, a Scottish dancer, really, really beautiful. Again, oh, I'm just very lucky. I've just had, I've just had really amazing performers um, work with me. And, and now we have Faye Riley and Polly Constance still, and we have two new dancers which one of them is Erin Preston, and she went to Northern as well. I, just, I love the Northern dancers. It's kind um, of Northern ones. Yeah, Northern ones. And um, and we have uh, uh, Tia uh, Kalhidmola, who is a uh, dancer from the place. She, she trained at the place. There you go, you yeah. branched out. Yeah, there we go. A little place. <laughs> Token place dancer. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's um we've had yeah, people come in and out and it's been really lovely. And you spoke a little bit about the workshops you are doing. Is there a lot of like outreach vibes, workshops you try and do? Yeah, so in the in the R D back in 2021, we did a lot of workshops with schools and I went in and did workshops with with students aged 12 and above who um had all started their period already and that those were movement-led workshops uh working with this topic to get them moving and get them talking about it and open up that safe space and so that was the initial uh R&D outreach work and with this project, we have a few things going on. We have done a session at the place. I'm going to Northern to do a couple of sessions as well about the choreographic practice. I went to Ipswich and did a workshop with, um, with Future Female Society. They, um, they're a really amazing group of young women and we had a talk with them and we had an intensive day as well. We did our first one day intensive as a company and that was amazing. And I ran that uh, with my artistic collaborator, Jacob Elliot Roberts. And uh, and we kind of shared practice and shared the company practice. That's in London. What else? So much happens in that is short in such a short space of time. Um, but we, oh, and we're also, we have this amazing charity on board called Wellbeing of Women, and uh, they're based in London, and we're doing um, like an Instagram live, talk about the show, talk about the charity, and they have amazing, uh, amazing campaigns. Um, one of them is about menopause, one of them is about periods, so we're having 
they're uh, one of our partners as part of that collaboration. Yeah, amazing. So with your outreach, is that something that you're doing for Arts Council reasons or is it something that you feel is it's like, like you said, um, creating that space for young people, something that's part of the passion of making the piece? A bit of both. I think we, we mm -hmm. steered, we've steered slightly away from it now because originally the piece was the research of the piece was going to come from those young people um and now the piece has shifted so dramatically to a completely different place where this time I've actually did a workshop with 80 plus female dancers women, because I wanted to to know a bit more about menopause for example um and and hear their stories and and it's been more about sharing the the practice of the company and my choreographic practice this time. So we've kind of steered away from that younger age group. And you're making a piece that's quite um, like a term that my tutors are using in school at the moment is like artivism. Um, so rather than like activism or looking at it from political, because it's not necessarily always political, ah. but the idea of artivism. Nice. Um, so I'm going to use that. Thank you, tutors. <laughs> it's like that. Um, have you received much discomfort from people, backlash, um, confusion or sort of distrust in what you're doing? No, I, I've received, I received a lot of gratefulness for making this show I have had people who have said oh you know I'd, I'd like you to try and look for it from it from this perspective and this perspective and this perspective and you know why why haven't you included this why haven't you included that um but I think that's that's natural because not everyone is going to love the show there's always going to be something that someone wishes was there and wasn't there. Um, and, and ultimately I can't tell everyone's story. It's, it's just not possible. There's just so much to say. I, I have to narrow it down. And, and I've decided to narrow it down to specific things that, that I feel are important and, and also interest me. So obviously I've had people, you know, question, you know, yeah, what it, why am I not researching certain things or why is that not being talked about? Why have you decided not to put that on the show and things like that, um, but not necessarily backlash. Mm -hmm. But also we haven't been on tour yet. We've, we've only done two open, like two sharings to, to this point. So I might, get backlash in the future we'll see I just have someone walk out of my show in resolution so you know things happen and that might happen in the future but you should deal with it as it comes take it as it comes and tour where are you performing have you got any idea we we don't know yet we're right in the middle of uh writing uh an arts council bid for for some more creation of the tour so we're like yeah putting some feelers out uh figuring out where 
where the show is show belongs really so we'll see but yeah. uk yeah cheaper in the uk yeah yeah go abroad. for now yeah <laughs> until until the big world tour exactly yeah, yeah. in the future It'll, yeah yeah fingers crossed it's the plan yeah plan of action will happen i trust yeah yeah thanks i trust you trust <laughs> do you have any big pieces of advice for graduating dancers big pieces of advice for graduating dancers let me just go back, go back. <laughs> like starting up the career leaving leaving education if you have a desire to do something just do it mm-hmm. I think especially if everyone around you is doing something different because I remember being in third year and we were all auditioning for the same stuff and and I felt at the time I felt like I was the only one which I probably wasn't but at the time I felt like I was the only one that was like actually I don't I don't want to do that I want to I want to do this thing over here and I'm really glad that I just went, yeah, all right, I'll do that then. Um, and it's so hard when when everyone is going for the same thing and you're all in the same, in this bubble, like the bubble really exists. And, and oh, actually, one really um, big piece of advice uh, that, that I, I was given, if, if you want something, just ask. The worst that can happen is that they say no. That's it. <laughs> and if they say yes, you'll be so glad that you asked. And if they say no, that's fine. Like they have their reasons. And sometimes maybe it's just not meant to be. And that's also fine. But yeah. Really- that I started this podcast based on just asking people and here we are exactly here we are a lot of people say yes a lot of people say yes people people you know want to help people Mm -hmm. and and when you approach someone it's because you admire them or you know that they can help you because they have the expertise that you might not have so if they're willing to share it, they'll just share it. And amazing. Take it. Take it. Don't ask, you don't get, you know? May as well try. May as well try. Because you never know what will take you. And you have nothing to lose. Now. So, now. Now to lose. Okay. Fabulous. Fair, we've covered quite a lot there. Yeah, I think we have as well. That's been great. Yeah, actually. Go on. Amazing. Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. I loved it. And I will see you in the workshop in, I'm thinking back to the date. End of May. May. Yeah. Let's say that. (laughs) It was there. It was there. Tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. Tip of your tongue. Thank you so much. And I'll see you at the end of May. Yeah, see you at the end of May. Cool. Oh, see you later. Bye.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you had a really good time. I'll see you next Tuesday. And again, you can check out more on the Instagram. Flow underscore WT underscore flow underscore. And until then, goodbye.